Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Delivery from Staples. Staples guy. More storage bins? Great. Yeah, and you saved a ton with Staples 110% price match guarantee. I am resolved to getting organized this year. Now everything is boxed up and put away. Hello? What was that? Oh, no. I boxed up Paul again. Resolve to get organized and get 20% off select office supplies. Staples. Make more happen. Applies to regular priced items only. Excludes ink and toner. Other restrictions may apply. Ends 11417. Staples will match prices for items from retailers with online and retail stores and refund 10% of difference. See store staples.com for details.
All right, welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. Happy New Year to everybody, the first show of 2017. It feels like it was just 2016 yesterday. What a great year we had here on the show. And you know what? I kind of forgot more albums that came out this year than I actually could remember. It was just that great of a year for Heavy Metal. I don't mean that in a bad way like they were unforgettable records, but so many great albums came out week after week throughout the whole year. We'll try to get on as many as we can within the two-hour show we have tonight. Plus, we have Gush G from Firewind and Ozzy Osbourne fame on the show tonight. So, Happy New Year, everybody. Right there, October 3-1, King Fowley's band. They kind of did a cover album of all the Metal Massacre records that came out over the years. They picked out one song from each one, and that was them doing Aloha's heavy metal version. I love that band. All right. I got to get another song on right now because I'm having trouble with my microphone, and I want to play something so I can get this fixed everybody, and I'm not talking out of my ass today. But how about we do some uh, Anger as Art, one of my all-time favorite bands. Steve Gaines, a great friend of mine, and the show off their new record from this year, L.A. State of Mind.
Ah, oh, Savage Master, looking for a sacrifice. One of my favorite records from 2016. I apologize before. You know, we didn't do a show last Sunday because it was Christmas, and uh, this is actually the first time I've been in the studio since then, and I didn't really check any of my equipment before tonight's show. It is New Year's Day. We're still kind of hungover from last night and uh, still celebrating today, my wife and family and I. So I do apologize, but we're up and running and looking good right now. Uh, like I was saying, we're going to play as many albums as we can from this year. Uh, in the two-hour time frame that we have, that is definitely one of my favorite albums. Before that, Anger Resort, I kind of had that on my top ten list. I had both of these albums actually on my top ten list this year. Uh, even though I can't pick out like one favorite record because you know I bounce around between a whole bunch of them. So like you know, to me the rule number one, as I always say, and I kind of just threw that list out there. And you know, I didn't include. There's a whole bunch of reissues that came out that I think are phenomenal albums, but I just didn't count them as new because most of them were. Re-releases of albums from like 20 or 30 years ago. Some of these bands really didn't have albums out. They were just demo tapes and really some great reissue packages that are out there with them. But I just didn't count any reissues. They were albums by new bands or classic bands from back in the day. All right, let me see. Well, we got Gus G in about, what do we got, 10 after? In about 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about Gus G. Until then, we'll keep playing the music. Uh, let me see. What happened? Well, not, not many too many too many bands packed it in this year. Twisted Sister called it a day after 40 years. I got a feeling that those guys are going to get back together and do some shows here and there. I don't know if they ever ruled that out to begin with. I think this might have just been a a goodbye for touring, and they really haven't recorded anything, I think, since the Christmas record uh, years and years ago. Uh, It's sort of like a novelty type of record. Uh, Most of the guys in the band feel like, you know, there's no point or no need for new music anymore. And, you know, when I hear some bands that are putting out records, I could kind of agree with them on that point. Uh, but there are a lot of bands still putting out phenomenal albums, you know, uh, year after year. And one of those bands is Hellstar. To Dust You Will Become off of Vampiro.
man, what a kick-ass record that is. That was Brand New Attack, a Choice of Weapons off of Sins of the World. That I'm kind of just squeaked out at the end of 2016 for everybody, but 2017 is going to be a big year for the band. Uh, they've got a lot of shows coming up this year. The record release party is at Dingbats on January 14th. If you're in the area, come down. I'm going to be there that night. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Legion is on the bill, Power Theory, and the Steve Bellow Band. I believe it gets, uh, I want to say the doors open around 8 o'clock probably. I think the first band is on at 8.30. Uh, so I will definitely be there unless we have some bad weather coming through at that point in time. I don't know, but really it's only two weeks away. We should be okay here in New York still. I'm looking forward to it. Also, Attacker is playing, and I believe headlining, one of the nights at the Rage of Armageddon Festival that's going to be in Brooklyn. Uh, I believe it's going to be at the St. Vitus Bar and the Paper Box. It's two different venues uh, that's coming around uh, March, I believe. Uh, my good friends from Ruthless are coming back to New York. They're also on the bill with a whole bunch of other bands. Uh, so there's a lot of cooking. Uh, also, the Defenders of Old Festival will be coming back uh, this year. They kind of took a hiatus last year. Uh, I'm not sure who is actually going to be playing there. I think there's going to be an announcement next week. So uh, quite a few things cooking here for the end of the winter, beginning of the spring uh, in New York City. A lot of great shows. All right, in 2016, we lost quite a few people. Uh, in the world of heavy metal, too many to remember a name, but you know, just recently, about a week or so ago, uh, Mick Zane from Malice, uh, the guitar player from Malice, passed away from uh, brain cancer. Leonard Hayes from Y and T moved on to with another world. Uh, who else? Uh, Nick Menza, uh, I think around May. All right before that, Jimmy Bain from Dio, he kind of passed away. Uh, Pico Sonari from Tarot. Uh, quite a few people. I just like I said, I can't remember them all, but yet. Sebastian Bach lives on. Go figure. I guess God just isn't pointing his finger in the right spot. Hopefully we'll be talking about him in 2018 because maybe this will be his last year. Or let's just get out of the business so we don't have to talk about you at all anymore. The guy just irritates the hell out of me. I don't know what it is about Sebastian Bach. I mean, I know I'm not the only one that feels this way, uh, but... Maybe I'm just more vocal about it than other people. Uh, he was, they were talking, he was talking a few weeks ago about how his management, which I even doubt he even has, uh, he's one of those guys who even have his, like, his wife handling his business affairs for him, or one of his wives, whoever he's with right now, or some merchandise guy who's like, you know, his uh, booking agent, his uh, road manager, and everything else. Talking with Doc McGee, who hasn't represented Skid Row in I don't know how long. Uh, and that, he said that kind of fell apart, that, that they didn't want to talk about it anymore, the band. I don't think the negotiations ever took place, whatever happened. That's just his way of trying to get it out there again and again and again. He wants to get back in that band so bad, it's not even funny. And I, I love that Skid Row, for as many years as they, they have, they keep just putting it off and not making it happen. I mean, to me, it's irrelevant because, I mean... I said, well, what is Skid Row going to do? They're not going to headline Madison Square Garden if they get back with Sebastian Bach. Maybe they'll play four or 500-seat arenas instead of playing in front of 100 people at a bar somewhere or a state fair, but that's all that's going to happen. Uh, you know, it was mostly 18, 19 girls that were in the Skid Row. Let's be honest over here. Most of those women now are in their 50s and they're married. So there's not a lot of interest in Skid Row, in my opinion, but that's just how I feel. All right, let's get on a couple of more tunes, then we'll talk to Gus G., how about, uh, you know, let's pick up the speed here a little bit. Brand new Death Angel came out this year. Here's the electric cell.
Damn. <laughs> all right. What a great year it was. Uh, you see what I'm saying? All the good music that came out. I absolutely love it. I know 2017 is going to be just as good. I don't know. Maybe I was actually going to play uh, something off the new Exuma and then get into a Firewind song. But I think I'm going to have to play the Firewind song first because then I will have uh, Gus ready for the interview uh, right after that. I don't want to get stuck in the middle of a song and have to cut it off. Uh, so let's jump into the brand new Firewind record. We will talk to Gus G right after that. And then we'll continue down as many of the songs as we can get on from 2016. Here's Hands of Time.
Hello? Gus, this is Mike. How are you? Hi, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. This technology today is sending me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, too many of these apps to worry about. <laughs> hey, look, it's great talking with you today. And being such a big fan of your guitar playing for like over two decades now, Oh, really? it's, am- wow. oh, it's, am- it's amazing that there's a new Firewind record after five years. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. And thanks, uh, thanks for having me uh, for the interview. Uh, this is my pleasure. Uh, you know, even though it's been five years between Firewind records, I mean, you've had a lot of solo albums out and other stuff going on, but to get back to Firewind was a big thing. Yeah, I did two solo records, to be exact, uh, since we went on a hiatus, and uh, I've been touring those. And doing all kinds of things as well on the side, and uh, but um, yeah, I mean, the thing with Firewind was like you know we felt we said we obviously number one we needed to find a new singer, the proper a proper guy who was gonna be in this into this long term, uh, and number two you know we had to have the right kind of material to put out. I didn't want to put out a quick record. I don't think any of our fans would want a quick record just so we can say oh just a new Firewind record. I think it had to make sense and it had to be a really good one. I agree. And this is the first album with the new singer on there. How do you feel it came out? I'm very proud of it. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't have agreed to release it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think Henning works out great. I think he brings in a really good energy to the band. I think he, uh, he's a hell of a singer. He's one of the best. Uh, And he loves the band so much um he loves the band as if he founded it like <laughs> 15 years ago yeah so it's good to have people like that like him in the band yeah and it does sound great on the record but uh, one thing with firewood is that you have gone through a lot of singers over the band's career i mean apollo was with you guys the longest does that yeah. kind of help the band you think where it brings a different vibe in every couple of records or would you prefer to have you know one singer who was dedicated and able to play all the time with you guys um, no, I, I definitely think that it has done a, uh, a small type of damage to the band, changing singers, if you ask me. Uh, we're just, we've just been a very lucky band that we've had some of the greatest with us. Like every time we would, a, a guy would quit and then a new guy would come in, he, ba- he would basically save us. And, and because I think of the fact that we had such high-quality singers, or singers with such, such high-quality voice, uh, I think that's what gave the band uh, a chance to continue. So, yeah, I, you know, it's like people have to come and go. And I think people, you know, it, especially with fans, they get attached to the to the band members. Uh, and that can definitely hurt a band once the singer is gone, especially the singer because he's a voice. He's the identity of the band. True, true. Um, uh, do, you, do you think no, that's the hardest part? Do you think that's the hardest part of maintaining a band today is keeping members, you know, in the band? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like a relationship, you know, having like, you have to be on the same page with three or four other people. So I always said, it's always like having, imagine having like five girlfriends or five wives. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's impossible. I mean, it's it's just impossible with one, but, uh, (laughs) but it's, um, and I understand, you know, people go through phases. Like if you're starting out in your 20s and you're a different person and you're a different, a little bit of different at 25 and when you're in 30, you want different things. And when you're 35, you know what I mean? So it's like you want different things out of your life 
or how you imagine your your future. Uh, and especially when being in a band, you have to be like five people on the same page all the time. That's a hard thing to maintain. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. So, like, if you told me to join a, another band today, I, I mean, I would never join another band. I mean, Firewind is, it's, it's, that's it. It's like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, do you prefer, like you're saying, there's a lot going on within the band, the dynamics, uh, members, you know, personalities. Do you find it's more of a personality issue between members? Not just the Firewind, but any band you've been a part of or bands, or is it just, you know, because it's a monetary thing where, you know, sometimes the money is not there or they don't have the time to dedicate anymore? Or well, that too. That too. I mean, money is a thing too. It's like if, if it's too little money, everybody's bitching because there's not enough money. And then when there's a lot of money or enough money, then everybody's bitching why, uh, you know, like who gets what and why aren't they making even more? So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can't win. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I understand tough financials usually break bands. You know, they uh, they they usually they 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 split bands up. Like if if there's no money at all involved, and especially in today's business, it's very tough. Um, we're lucky we cut the tail end of all those you know all, all the bad things that happened with the record sales going down, the music industry dying, and we were one of the last bands, obviously, that had uh, support from the label, like tour support, and be able to have financial backup when we were building up in the early years. Uh, so now we're like in a good spot, you know, we're, we, we never got rich from the band, but you know, we can, we can say that we go out and we play, we can make a living from that, you know? Yeah. So, so we're, we're lucky when it comes to that, but still, like I said, financial is one thing. And then another thing is, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's a personality. Um, sometimes it's egos, sometimes it's money, sometimes it's whatever. And then sometimes it's just people have different priorities in life. Uh, if somebody has like two kids at home, I understand if one say one day he says, "You know what? Screw this. I'd rather be at home with my kids, watching them grow, instead of being out with you assholes six months out of the year." I get that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot blame anybody like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I well, you know, last year you had Brandon Revolution out. You, that was like your second solo record, I think, or your third one. Uh, second, you pref- yeah. Do you prefer, you know, working like that where you're kind of on your own and everything really falls on you? Or is it a lot more responsibility that way where you kind of like, there's a far where you got Bob to go back and forth with musically. Do you like it on your own better? I, I must say that I do. I do enjoy being on my own a bit better than being in a band. Nothing against the other guys because actually Firewind is a band that's really built on a strong friendship. Uh, and there's a reason why we're here 15 years later, you know, and it's just mostly the same guys, you know? Um, but it, it is a different, um, it's a different kind of freedom just being solo artist, being on your own. Whereas the band, um, it's it's like it's like an open door to friends. It's like if you can, hey Mike, like you want to come down and jam on this on this tour with me, and then you say, oh, you know what, my my wife's having a kid, I'm gonna stay at home, so it's okay. You know, I call up Henning or somebody, and they come in and they do the tour, and then it's like the next time that you're available, you come out with me on tour. So there's no drama. There's no egos, you know, there's no, nobody's getting needy or anything. And we're all having a good time on the road. So having a solo band has made things a lot more easier for me like that. Um, and with Firewind, I understand it's like, obviously it's, uh, you know, the solo thing is still a smaller project and Firewind is more established, but it's a band where, where, you know, it's been around for a while. And then the fans, they expect us to see the same members. They get attached to the members and um, in a certain way. So, we all have to be there when we do this. It has to be like, it's, it's like I, de- they depend on me, but I depend on them too. Yeah. Well, you know, 
if twenty something years ago, if you told me Greece was a stronghold for heavy metal, I would have said I don't think so. But when you look over the last decade or so, it seems like it's just grown by leaps and bounds over there. Is it really? That's yeah, especially for the underground scene and the, and the reissues, it's become tremendous. I mean, I don't know if it shows in the fan base when you play live or perform there, but on paper, that's the way it comes out. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, here for us is one of our biggest markets, if not the biggest market. Like we pull big crowds here, um, but it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, like you said, Greece is not really known for being the center of the universe when it comes to heavy metal. <laughs> Uh, I would say people will have to look to England or America for that, or even Germany. But there's definitely an underground thing happening the last few years, more and more so. And it's not a, it's not so much of a taboo being a band from Greece or a band from Southern Europe or even even somewhere far, far further away, and be able to do a tour in Europe, for example. Exactly, you know. So example, sorry, it's not so much of a taboo to be to be a band from a small country. Uh, and doing that, uh, whereas in the past people kind of like looked at, oh, where you're from, you, you know, your singer doesn't have a good English accent or whatever, you know, those kind of things. Uh, I think now, especially with with um, streaming taking over so much, and then like, and everything going a bit more global in that sense, uh, I think a lot of barriers have been um, have come down, you know. Yeah, well, the internet definitely allows that, where it's so much easier to get your music out there and for people to hear it compared to the old days where it was on cassettes and it had to be mailed out. And it's a whole new world today, but it also kind of hinders the music experience, I think, because people get it so instantly and so quickly and unfortunately freely. You know, it, it kind of affects the bands mm-hmm. and the artists in the end. Um, yeah, there's like all these arguments about that stuff, you know, whereas uh, you could. Uh... You know, you have people like Spotify telling you, well, at least we pay you something, you know. It could be out there uh, on a streaming, on a, on a whatever. It could be downloaded totally legally, and then you get nothing out of it, where at least we pay you, like, I don't know, a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> so be happy. So and, and maybe some people find out about you along the way, and then they, maybe you sell a T-shirt or a ticket. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm not the kind of guy, I was never the guy who bitched about those things. Uh, I, I, I was always, I, I like to embrace changes and I have to follow, follow what's happening. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, even before that happened, we, everybody struggled to reach more people, you know, and that was a whole, that was what you wanted to, 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 to uh, reach more people with your music and, and go out there and play. And, Ultimately, the the most uh, traditional way of promoting your music is remains the same: is touring, going out there and playing. Yeah, you know, because I remember when I got Between Heaven and Hell, and I was like blown away by your guitar playing. And then, you know, seven, eight, nine years later, I put on the metal news and I hear that you're playing with Ozzy. I was like, holy crap! That was something I would have never thought about, never saw coming. So now you me, get me too, amazing- man. <laughs> got this amazing gig now as Ozzy's guitar player but you know it, if the, as big as a thrill as that has to be and as amazing as a shot of you know that you're given once you're in there and you're in that fold and you're part of it do you realize maybe it's not always cracked up to be because a lot of the control is out of your hands when you're playing with Ozzy you know it's pretty much everything's done for you over there is that hard yeah to to? Uh, for me it's like it, it was it was great for a change that I didn't have to to be involved with that stuff like that and it was like well now now i actually get to to play guitar and that's the only thing that expected expected out of me 
and I get played and I get paid pretty amazingly to do that. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, Hey, it's like, it, I'm in heaven. It's like, it's, it, this is it's like living the dream. Totally. It's like, don't wake me up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, it was just like, just a life changing experience. Just, uh, being a part of that, you know, and then just see how that machine works. And, uh, and of course you, you, uh, then again, then you go back to your own thing and then you, you, you try to, you, you'd be inspired by all that stuff that you, you live through, uh, with Aussie and stuff. And, and, and you just try to build your own little empire there. And then it's, it's, uh, it's, a, I, I think it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. Um, and like you say, it's, it's a lot more stress running the whole show yourself and then taking care of financials and all those things. Um, uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy being in control of my own business too. Yeah. I mean, as far as publicity goes and, and getting the name out there now with Ozzy, does it help? Does it filter down the flying wind and everything else that you do afterwards? Well, what's that? You know, after joining uh, and hooking up with Ozzy, does it kind of help Firewind and any other project, the band you join afterwards, just the publicity alone from the name? Absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's only done good. I mean, playing with Ozzy, what is there anything negative about that? I don't see it. Not that I can think of. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you have to be one miserable son of a bitch to see negative in, in, in all that, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, the, the new record is absolutely amazing. You went with the concept album for Immortals. Uh, the concept is basically about... Um, well, it's 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 actually a concept about our uh, a part of Greek history, Greek ancient history. More specifically, we're talking about the battles of Thermopylae and the Battle of Salamis, um, which ha- happened in 480 BC. So I'm sure you might have seen the movie 300. Yep. So that's what it's about, basically. Um, it's our first concept album, and we thought, what you know, we're Greek, and why the hell not? Why not do something about our heritage and part of our history uh and i mean you know a lot of the scandinavian bands they talk about the norse mythology and that's yeah. such a big trend now and i mean we're like well we are we're from greece and i mean we have our own mythology but the history is something these are like actual facts these are things that happened so it's pretty interesting and uh it was interesting for us to kind of like go back and dig into that as well Something like that, does it start with the story? Does it start with the lyrics? Or do you have the music already written ahead of time? Or is it a combination of both? Uh, for me, it's always about having the music first. Um, having good ideas, music, good musical ideas, a collection of that. And that's like my first direction. This is, this is when I know, that's when I know, well, now I'm heading somewhere. I have like four or five great riffs here. You know, I can, I can I have a foundation. Um and writing a concept record is something that we were always, all of us in the band, were intimidated with. Like, we don't know how to do that. So that's why I called for um, for an outside uh, producer and co-writer for this. And I reached out to Dennis Ward, which is funny. It's like, back in 2009, me and Dennis Ward, we started working on a project that was never completed because obviously in 2009 I joined Ozzy and he formed a band called Unisonic. But we wrote four songs for a band that we, well, it was a project. It was not a band. It was, we briefly called it Phalanx. And it was, it had similar thematology. It was about the Greek ancient wars, stuff like that. And so the material was, sounded kind of like Firewind, but it was more epic, you know, a bit more, um, uh, yeah, a bit more power metal and more epic, I would say. 
So I revisited those ideas, and um, three of those ideas actually made it onto the album. Cool. Well, well, well lyrically, you're telling the story, so it kind of has to go from the beginning to the end. You can't start the, the music out with the end, but musically, do you try to make it continuous where each, like, each song kind of flows into the next, or do you want to make each one like a standalone song? Yeah, no, it's not that kind of album where you everything is like falls. It's not the kind of album where everything is continuation from start to end. Um, it's just like I, I would like people to look at it as more as um, each song being like a like a snapshot of the story, like like a, a, a scene, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that that that's more of like that was our approach at least when making this concept album. You did a great. Job. I mean, Back on the Throne is probably my favorite song on the record, and Lady of a Thousand Sorrows. I mean, oh, thank two, you. Two solid tracks. Uh, so what are the plans for the band? I mean, 2016 is almost over. Are you going to try to hit the road in 2017? Yeah, we already have a tour uh, confirmed that's starting February 15th. We start in the UK and then heading to mainland Europe. Um, then then I will go to Japan, actually, with my solo band, but uh, it's going to be a short trip. But after that, we'll come back, and we're probably going to do some more shows in Greece with Firewind. And then... Um, then we're planning on hitting a lot of festivals in the summer in Europe. That's going to be fantastic. Hey, Gus, I'm not going to keep you – I can't wait for you guys to come back here to the USA. It's going to be fantastic. It would be great if we could make it back there again, man. Thanks. I hope so. The best of luck with the new record, and I look forward to seeing you live. Thanks, brother. Take care. Take care, Gus. Bye. When you don't go to Geico.com.
Gus G. Firewin. I think they got a winner with this record. The new singer, I'm really digging his voice. I think it's a great fit for the band. And like you heard Gus say, you know, when you change singers that often, you know, it kind of sets the band back a little bit. You know, it's funny. Back in the day, you know, what uh, you could kind of interchange a lot of members of a band. I mean, especially if, like, some of them were, like, really well-known. I mean, like, if you took English Young out of ACDC, he's a guitar player, that would be extremely detrimental to the especially now, because basically he's, like, the only one left in the band. Uh, but, I mean, but back in the day, but you could interchange guitar players, bass players, and drummers in a band, no matter how pivotal they were to the group. But when you messed around with the, the lead vocals and the singer, because they are the face of the band, the front man of the band, they are the voice that kind of defines the sound of the band. You know, it, it, it was a crapshoot. You know, it worked for ACDC with Brian Johnson. It worked for Iron Maiden. It worked for quite a few other bands. Other bands just kind of fell by the wayside and disappeared. Then you have bands like Fireman, who kind of had a different singer every couple of records. Uh, and there were a lot of other bands that were like it, too. A couple of new wave, uh, new wave of British heavy metal bands fall into the same category. I mean, look at Clovenhoff. I mean, they have George Cole singing for them right now. And, and based on some of those live clips I've seen, it he really sounded pretty good, I have to say. But I think it's a little easy to step into a band like that and do it because they never really had one singer. I mean, I think every album they put out had a different singer on it. I think maybe Russ North was with them the longest, and he was in and out quite a few times also. Uh, so there's like no real uh, face of frontman to a lot of those bands. You might remember that one classic record that they have and the songs that were on it and the voice that came with it. But everything after that is very forgettable. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a catch-22. Today seems to really be a little bit more acceptable because people just want to hear a lot of these classic bands. Not that Firewind or an, an 80s classic band, but a lot of people want to hear them. So they're kind of willing to take on anybody that will come into the band. And a lot of these bands don't have any original members. Like, like Ryder out there with not one original member. I mean, technically, if you think about it, you know, Quiet Ryder or another band. Frankie was with that classic uh, Metal Health lineup, but he's not an original member of the band either. They had two records out and a lot of years under the belt before he joined the band. You know, so it's, it's kind of weird. And, you know, we're talking about Attack before the Rutgers Party coming up. Mike Sabatini, the drummer, is really technically the last original member of Attack Riot. Even though Mike Minotatos has been with the band a very long time, you know, Mike Sab is, uh, is the last original. All right. Well, we're down to the last hour of the show. Hey, I just heard that Jarvis uh, Leatherby from Night Demon is singing with uh, Jaguar now. I don't know how I missed that. He played at that last festival with them, and I didn't even catch that. And I have to be honest with you, the last couple of weeks since the last show, I kind of took a little time off and stepped out of the whole music thing just to kind of recuperate and everything. I think I needed one more day. <laughs> I think I needed today off also, uh, but we're doing the show anyway. Uh, but that's pretty cool. And he just announced a lineup for this year's Frost and Fire Festival. A lot of people going nuts over the lineup. A lot of great bands on there. Raven is on the bill. Obviously, I saw Jaguar on there. Now I know why, because I don't know if he's permanently fronting the band or if this is a one-off thing or if he's going to be with them again. I, I have to find out. I just just heard about this today, to be honest with you. So I don't know if he's going to be the new singer for the band. Uh, based on some of those clips, he sounded pretty good, too. And, like, you know, Jaguar is another band who really don't have a, a well-defined singer uh, in the group, and not for a very long time. So that might be the new thing. But the Frost of Fire Festival, Manila Road, uh, Raven, and quite a few other bands on there. Then there's a pre-party show, uh, I think, the day before, which actually has even better bands than on the actual bill, in my opinion. Uh, that's right, Tyrant is, uh, <laughs> Tyrant is headlining. They will destroy the venue. <laughs> You're right about that, Iman. Uh, but there's a lot of great bands on that bill. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe a trip to California. I actually can't go to California next October. It's my birthday. I'm going to Disney World that week. But it looks like it's going to be a great festival. All right, Massacre have gotten back together, but yet 
It didn't go without any controversy. I think they added an AD to the name, Massacre AD or Massacre X something. I can't even keep track of these bands anymore. They throw in like little things like they separate themselves from using the original name. I think it was Massacre X because it was the 10th lineup of the band or something they're calling it. Uh, But the original drummer wasn't too happy about all this. He says, you know, I started the band. I know Terry Butler kind of jumped into the fray a little bit as well as one of their guitar players. Uh, But they're out there. Uh, Cam Lee is uh, singing. I believe uh, Rick Roz is in the band. I don't know who else uh, is playing with them. Uh, I'm guessing maybe it's uh, Mike Mezzanito on drums. He played with the band for a short period of time uh, in the beginning part of this decade. I'm not sure who else is in the group. We'll see what comes of that. It might be a new rat situation. I also see that happening with Sepultura. I mean, every day, I mean, one of the Cavalier brothers is in the, well, you know, Brave brave Words or Blabbermouth, just bad-mouthing the, the, you know, the other version of Sepultura. Uh, they started doing this Roots album. That is saying that, you know, Sepultura hasn't written a good song since he left the band. I mean, I kind of agree with that. They're a whole different band these days. Uh, they're not the same band they used to be. Derek Green is a different type of vocalist. They've gone in a whole different direction. I was never the biggest Sepultura fan to begin with. I, I love those earlier demo tapes, but after that, I kind of really never got into the group uh, much. Uh, but you got that fracture. I got a feeling that there's going to be uh, two Sepultura's uh, around real soon, just like we have uh, two versions of a lot of bands. And I believe that there's going to be a, a Steve Riley version of L.A. Guns now, <laughs> now that uh, Phil Lewis is kind of hooked up with Tracy Guns again, and they're doing their version, which is like the third version of L.A. Guns. It's just, sometimes it's asinine. You just lose track of everything. Uh, that's what's going on with that. Uh, Nancy Savage is back together. I don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing or just doing one-off shows or recording new, a, uh, recording a new album, new music. I know Nancy Riley had put up some samples of songs that they were working on. They're mostly instrumentals. None of what I heard really appealed to me. I don't. I, I still don't know if that was a goof or they were just some really raw recordings uh, of some songs that they're working on. I have no idea. Uh, Nitro is back together. Evil Dead is back together. Even though I haven't heard much about anything they're doing since that announcement. And I guess Rat is back together again. You know, you got a uh, Juan. Steven and Warren are playing. You know, Robin is dead, so he can't come back. So I guess Carlos Cavazzo is going to step back in on guitar. And on drums, I believe it was the drummer that's been playing with uh, Stephen Piercy and his solo band. Uh, and uh, what happened the other day is that uh, Bobby Blotz's friend was supposed to be playing at some casino with Night Ranger. And uh, they kind of got booted from the bill uh, because the venue says that they were served a cease and assist order uh, that they couldn't play. Uh, Bobby Blotz just says that wasn't the case that uh, the, the casino wanted to step in and tell, tell them how to perform them, how to put on a show and direct their performance. You know that wasn't the case. That's just his way of covering his ass and not looking like a moron. I guarantee what happened was the venue said, listen, we got a cease and desist order. You guys can't play here in the name right otherwise. We're going to be legally responsible. We don't want none of that. We don't want to deal with that shit. Go out and probably, you know, change the name of the band for the night or to Bobby Blotch or whatever. And he didn't want to do it. They canceled the show, uh, but he makes he keeps mentioning that it was a sold out show. We had to cancel. It was a sold out show. It wasn't sold out because Bobby Blotz's version of Rat was on the bill. It was sold out because Night Ranger was headlining it. And let's face it, Night Ranger can still sell out. You know, venues of that size. You know, thousand seat places they can still easily sell them out or fill them up. You know, pretty much the capacity they have that ability. Night Ranger. This didn't happen because Rat was on the bill. Every bill that he's on, he says it's sold out, it's sold out. But they're sold out because you're playing with Brett Michaels. You're playing with well-known hats who are selling out the venues. It's definitely not for Bobby Blotz's rap. I don't know. It's just so stupid sometimes. i got to be honest with you. All right, let's get back to the music. 
like I said, we're playing as many songs as we can from the past year. How about we do some Omen, and then maybe right after that we'll jump into uh, some Testament. How does that sound? Pretty good? There you go. Jocko Canyon. Well 
Finn J with the monkey wrench. And right before that, Artillery, when the magic is gone. A little different sound than record for the band than uh, some previous albums in the past, but still a pretty good record. All right, here. Hey, who do we got on the show next week? And you know, I just set up a lot of the guests uh, for January last week, and I uh, have to see who we have. Let me see. Oh, we got Alan Tecchio next week from Hades and Watchtower and many, many other bands. That'd be fun. We haven't had him on the show, my God, about six years. So it'll be fun to catch up and see what's going on. So far, we're keeping it down to one guest a show. I know as the year progresses, it's going to pick up. I will get back to two or three interviews a show. Uh, most of the business kind of shuts down the last two to three weeks of uh, December. You know, and uh, this week, uh, all the PR people are back in business, and we'll get a lot of guests coming up real soon. But it's kind of nice just having one guest because we can play a lot more music and just kind of chill out and relax. So I have to be honest with you. We had probably 150 guests on the show last year, and there were a lot of other interviews I did that we didn't air because I really don't think that, you know, the the kind of bands we play on the show. Some of them I throw up on Facebook just to get them up there, but you kind of get burnt out. You know, and you kind of lose interest in doing interviews when you do that many. So we're going to try to keep it down to one a show and that we have more time to talk to the guests, more time to enjoy ourselves and not just asking the same questions, the guest after the guest, you know. So we'll, we'll kind of take it like that in the beginning of the year. Uh, but Al Tecchio, an amazing singer. I'm looking forward to catching up to him. Uh, nothing really going on with Hades these days, but uh, watched how put out that great EP last year. We'll talk all about that. And he has a lot of other stuff going on also. So come back next Sunday night. All right, we're down to the last half hour of the show. We've got enough time to play five or six more tunes from 2016. Uh, one of the bands whose album I forgot even came out this year was Anvil. Anvil put out Anvil, <laughs> Anvil is Anvil back in February. And I completely forgot that the band even had a record out this year, uh, which is kind of surprising because they come through New York or, or tour two to three times a year, it feels like. So you would kind of think being in the spotlight that often, you'd remember things. So I don't know if it was just a forgettable record. Or I just forgot myself. I don't know. But his ambushed. <laughs>
Just in 
Michael Sweet with Golden Age. She put out a tremendous solo record in uh, 2016. I mean, something that I enjoy even more than the Striper stuff he's been doing lately. Wasn't the biggest Striper fan in the 80s, but, you know, over the last 10 years, I've really gotten into their music more and more. Uh, a lot of the newer stuff, believe it or not, but this solo record of his, top notch. Before that, Grim Reaper and the Walking in the Shadows record, From Hell. All right, we're down to the last 15 minutes of the show. We're going to get on a couple more tunes before we wrap it up here today. We're back next week with Alan Tecchio from Watchtower in Hades. All right, also, Udo Dirkschneider is heading to the U.S., I think, uh, at the end of next month. Uh, he's doing his Accept show over here, so I think I'm going to go check that out to see uh, how he sounds doing the old tunes. A lot of people went crazy about his voice on the live record, but people today just complain about everything. I remember when the last Judas Priest record came out, a couple of tracks were kind of leaked early. Everybody condemned and criticized the record. They didn't like the production. They didn't like this. And then it comes out, and it was, one of, it was like everybody's favorite album of the year, you know? People that just uh, have a lot to say about everything. I mean, I'm one, I'm one myself. I shouldn't talk, but I do give an album a chance before I uh, criticize it if I don't like it. All right, let me see. What can we do here right now? How about some Dexter Ward? Rendezvous with Destiny.
right, Metal Church kind of came back in a big way in 2016. It was great seeing Mike Howe back in the band again. It's funny because a lot of the people that were kind of uh, disappointed when Mike joined the band after uh, everything went down and David Wayne was out of the group are the people that are so happy that he's back today, huh? What a difference 20-something years will make. But Mike is a great singer, and he does a great job. The band has been out on the road on a couple of pretty major tours in 2016, and I'm sure they're going to ride that wave right through this year, maybe even put out a new record uh, before year-end. If not, probably early 2018, I would imagine. But it's great to have all these bands back performing and playing again. Like I said, we had a great 2016. I know 2017 is going to be even better. We got new Overkill coming out pretty soon, and quite a few other bands uh, are on the cusp of releasing brand new records, including Exciter. So just stick around. Come join us every week, Sunday night at 6 o'clock. I want to wish everybody a very happy new year. Thank you for making the last one a great one for us. All my listeners, all my friends out there, all the bands, especially Iman and John, will come every week. I do appreciate it, you guys. I can't say thank you enough. All right, how about we wrap it up here with a little action? I will see you guys next week. Take care.
Delivery from Staples. Staples guy. More storage bins? Great. Yeah, and you saved a ton with Staples' 110% price match guarantee. I am resolved to getting organized this year. Now everything is boxed up and put away. Whoa. What was that? Oh, no. I boxed up Paul again. Resolve to get organized and get 20% off select office supplies. Staples. Make more happen. Applies to regular priced items only. Excludes ink and toner. Other restrictions may apply. Ends 11417. Staples will match prices for items from retailers with online and retail stores and refund 10% of difference. See storestaples.com for details. Delivery from Staples. Staples guy. More storage bins? Great. Yeah, and you saved a ton with Staples' 110% price match guarantee. I am resolved to getting organized this year. Now everything is boxed up and put away. Whoa. What was that? Oh, no. I boxed up Paul again. Resolve to get organized and get 20% off select office supplies. Staples. Make more happen. Applies to regular priced items only. Excludes ink and toner. Other restrictions may apply. Ends 11417. Staples will match prices for items from retailers with online and retail stores and refund 10% of difference. See storestables.com for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.